Welcome to Clean Comedy Matters, the pod for comedians and event planners that gets down and dirty about the business of working clean. Clean Comedy Matters is brought to you by Clean Comedy Connection. Clean Comedy Connection is a veteran and minority-owned entertainment company providing clean comedy experiences for corporate, nonprofit, and community organizations. Whether you're a first-time event planner or a seasoned pro, we've got you covered. Email hello at cleancomedyconnection.com to bring the funny to your next event. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Clean Comedy Matters. I'm your host, P.T. Bratton. Thanks for joining us today. Today on the show, we are excited to have Shanita Morris, a.k.a. Chocolate. Come on, Shanita Morris has been going <laughs> on HBO's Deaf Comedy Jam, BT Comic View, and Bad Girls of Deaf Comedy Jam. She was also nominated for Best Female Stand-Up Comedian on the Soul Train Comedy Awards, <laughs> all right? Shanita has also toured with numerous stage plays, including Tyler Perry's very first play, I Know I've Been Changed. Come on, put your hands together. Help me welcome to the show, Shanita Morris, everybody. Amen, amen. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. I'm a huge fan. I don't say that to a lot of people, but I, uh, when, when we got to work together in uh, Baltimore, I was like, wow, I'm trying not to be starstruck, but I'm like, this is so cool. I mean, it's really cool when you see people that you, you used to look up, not used to look up to, but like I used to watch you on TV. And right. like, now I, I see you on in person and we're sharing the same stage that's just you know it's amazing yeah. and you're a, an amazing person which uh i just want to say you. that for everybody because sometimes you you meet your 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 heroes and and their jerks it's, it's right. not exactly yeah <laughs> real real yeah, sweet spirit yeah. thank you so yeah. much um so we're gonna jump right into it i'm like i said i'm, I'm really excited about having you on the show um, let's start off with the beginning. How how long have you been doing comedy and how did you get started? Woo, I can I can literally say that I am a veteran now because I have been doing comedy now for over 30 years. Mm. Um, it was 30 years, uh, 2020. Wow. So pandemic year was my 30th year. And, you know, everybody was stuck in uh, stuck doing what stuck in the house. Mm -hmm. And everything had come to a complete halt. So I've been doing it. Uh, I started November 27, 1990. I will never forget that day um, at the Comedy Act Theater. Um, they gave the amateurs five minutes apiece. It was me, Jamario, Jamario and somebody else. But I know Angela Means, who was by Felicia. She mm -hmm. was the host. Uh, Jonathan Slocum. Um Jamie Foxx was the middle uh, when the real show started. It was uh, Angela Means, Jamie Foxx and D.L. Hughley headlined. Mm. Mm. Yeah. 30, 30 something years ago. So, yeah. Wow. Wow. And I was it, I did my little five minutes. Yeah. How did it feel with, it, with that first five? How did you feel? After I was petrified. I actually had to fight myself to get myself on stage, but I knew it was something that I wanted desperately to do. So I beat myself up to get myself up on stage. And I was petrified um, because I, I wanted to do comedy. Um, and I and I wasn't a cursor. I was I mm -hmm. was never a cursor. And so I thought everybody had to curse. Mm -hmm. uh, I thought, well, I thought all the comics, had, I thought all comedians cursed. And so um, I practiced cursing. Mm. 
Mm. I practiced it for like two weeks. Um, but once I got on stage, it didn't come out. I, I was I was not comfortable doing it. And, and so it just did not come out. Right. And uh, I realized I could do what I wanted to do without cursing. And I, yeah, because I when you said practice cursing, I I've tried uh, before when I was younger, and it don't even sound. My friends tell me it don't even sound right coming right. out your <laughs> coming out yeah. your mouth. My nickname has always been Rev. So like even when they didn't know I was a preacher, they was they was they was calling me Rev. So it's, oh my it's, goodness! So it's just something that has been on me that you know you can't yeah. you got to be true to who you are, and you can't exactly. when you try not when you try to be somebody else, people can see it. You're not being yeah. authentic. Right. So talk about that real quick, because I feel like a lot of up and coming comics uh, like myself uh, feel the pressure. Like, I got to be blue. I got to be raunchy. I got to be vulgar because that's where I can really get the laughs. Like, I, I got to be edgy. Um, what has been your experience? You're like, because you came up in the in the deaf comedy era, which was it was comedy. was It, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a historical time. Mm-hmm. Um, where black comics were getting the spotlight where that had never happened before. Um, but when you are when you're trying to make a decision of what type of comedy you're going to do, um, it is all going to boil down to who are you trying to please? Mm. Who is your focus? Who do you want to please? Do you want to please people? Or do you want to please God? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. therein lies your answer. So when you um, get to a place where you decide I'm going to be blue, well, then you've made your choice who you want mm-hmm. to please. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, um, it, it, it all boils down to two questions, you know, just or just this one question. Who do you want to please? And mm. That will that will determine your direction. When I was doing a uh, deaf comedy jam, I, you know, I would profess Christ, but I wasn't living for Christ. Like I mm-hmm. realized I, and I didn't realize that until I truly committed my life to Christ in 1998. I got started in 1990 mm-hmm. and I was doing deaf comedy jam and BET's comic view and all of that stuff. And it was great. And I was making incredible money. Um, and life was grand, you know, better than (laughs) I'd ever dreamed of. And I was having a great time. Um, and you know, of course I want to please the people, you know, Mm -hmm. I want to make them laugh, you know, I want to bring tears to the eyes and whatnot, but you know, I had my boundaries. I was never a cursor. That was never my thing. Mm -hmm. And so as much as I wanted to please them, I had I had boundaries that I was not crossing. And I did have a lot of people tell me, if you would just curse, Mm. you would blow all the way up, Mm. you know? And I knew what, but, but the funny thing is I was actually considered a somewhat clean comic because I didn't curse. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I was making the money that I was making because I could play any club or go to do any college because at that time, the colleges didn't mind you being a little risque. They right. just didn't want all the filth. They just didn't want, inc- you know, just this incredible cursing and filth. They, you know, mm-hmm. they wanted you to scale it back. And so I worked a lot with the colleges and anywhere else that wanted me because because of that, because I didn't curse. 
Now that's that's an interesting topic that comes up a lot. Uh, the the different levels of clean, like mm-hmm. uh, there's there's clean in language, and then mm-hmm. there's clean and content. You know, mm-hmm. like you like you said. So your content may have been a little risque, but you, the language was clean. And mm-hmm. uh, but you just hit on a point that I, I try to tell young comics all the time is you you get more engagement and more mm-hmm. opportunities if if you if you work clean, like if you. <laughs> And and I so my conviction is as a believer I, I'm going to work clean because that's that's just who I am and I want my mother in law to be able to right, come yeah. to a show and and not be offended by what's coming out of my mouth right. that's just how I grew up you know what I mean like I want the, the elders in the church that heard me preach to be able to come to the show. Right. And still be able to be like, okay, he's he's funny and it's clean. So that's my own personal conviction. But I tell other comics, I'm like, even even if you you you, you don't have the same conviction, if you start clean, you can dirty it up. But if you write a dirty joke, it's no way to clean it up. Like if it if the premise itself, the idea of the joke is dirty, there's no way for you to work that thing back. And and I've seen it where uh, I was in one show and it was a clean audience. Like they didn't they didn't want the dirty stuff. And right. none of the comics had any clean material. Oh, <laughs> so it was a bad night. It right. was a bad night for everyone except for me, because that's all I got is clean jokes. Right, so, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and it happens. I've seen it happens. I've seen where um, people know him as Dolomite, Rudy Ray Moore. Mm-hmm. Is um, but he. Um, and he's known for filthy comedy. That's what he was known for. Mm-hmm. And so he was one of these big icons back in the 70s. Now, I didn't know Dolomite, but, you know, they would bring all these comedians in. And so I'm getting introduced to stuff that I wasn't introduced to as a kid. And all these other comics, they knew him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they they admired him and everything. And then all these people flocked to the club. I mean, they poured in to see this guy. And I mean, he was, I guess, I'm, I'm not sure because, you know, now Things have changed. This was back in the 90s. Things have changed. You know, black women, you know, um, are, are, you know, commanding respect. You know, they they are making money and they're, you know, doing well. And so this is in the heart of Midtown, Atlanta. And uh, man, these people poured in, packed in this club to see this dude all week long. And mm. by the time he was maybe 20 minutes into his set, they were pouring out getting up and walking. And this was every night. Wow. Because he was just that filthy. He, but he was still the same Rudy Ray Moore right. that he was back in the seventies. It was just that we had evolved and people were, mm-hmm. they just didn't want to hear it like that. You know? Well, talk, oh, now talk about that for a second, because there are some comedians that I feel have fallen off because they haven't, like you said, evolved like comedy like I think about Martin and people say, oh, we're going to bring Martin back. I don't think you could do Martin now. You know, like we talk about Def Comedy Jam, like some of the things that we did back then, I don't think it would fly in the, the world that we live in now. Like, the, you know, what do you think about that? What's your what's your take? Well, on that? I, I think you have to you have to understand that. That was 30 something years ago for us. We're all older. So you can mm-hmm. you can get the same Martin. It's just that it's it's a much more experienced Martin. So mm. he's evolved. So you may have a Martin Lawrence for this time that's under another name, another person 
who may feel those shoes now. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But Martin Lawrence is always going to be Martin Lawrence. You you would just have to take him as he is. Don't expect him to be that 20 something year old that you saw on Def Jam. He's a grown man, probably a grandfather by now. His experiences have changed. So Mm -hmm. if your audience has grown with you, they would want to hear that change. They don't want to hear the same Martin that you were, you know, and, and so for the kids who would want to see that, you would just have to go back and look at the tapes. <laughs> right. Because otherwise you would just be stuck um, where you are. And, and and so we would expect us all to evolve. Now, people fall off because you evolve and maybe it's not what they want to hear. Mm. Um, and that's OK. Be true to you. Don't 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 evolve and 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 conform to be something that you're not in order to please people. You know, um, everybody who is evolving is not going to evolve into acceptance. Mm, That's good. That's good. So you just got to, like I said, it just goes back to that one question. Who are you trying to please? Right. Right. You you really got to be, I think you got to be happy with yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, and know your identity as a believer, your identity is in Christ. So, mm-hmm. and so that's what I'm working for. That's, uh, uh, that's who, that's my boss. Right. Um, so let's talk about, let's talk about the change, the shift that happened. Like you said, you, your, your star was rising, uh, eight years in, uh, you radically saved and you like, look, no more games. <laughs> and how did your peers, uh, take that? Did they, were they supportive or were they like, what are you doing? It's, you know, <laughs> I, I laugh every time I think about it because they were definitely like, what are you doing? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean you got saved? And, you know, because, uh, you know, I was at a place where a lot of people were trying to get. I mean, I was at a place where the Mo- Moniques, the Samores, the mm-hmm. Cheryl Underwoods was trying to get to. Yeah. And here I am stepping down because I'm like, you know what? Um I got a revelation. I'm about, I'm, I'm giving my life to the Lord and I'm going to live for God. And um, my conviction was very strong because as I, when I came up as a kid and I see these people um, who come, who confess Christ, um, but don't live Christ's light. And I saw the incredible hypocrisy. I knew that I didn't want to be that person because watching them turn me against the church. It, it mm. turned me. I didn't want to go to church because I just felt like everybody in church wasn't serious. You know, y'all play church. And then after you leave church, because this is what I saw regularly. Mm-hmm. And so I, when I got saved, I, I was determined to live right. I was determined to live holy and, you know, not be what somebody had done to me, which was turn me against the church to a place where I didn't even want to go to church. And Mm -hmm. I just didn't want to be that to somebody else. If I'm going to do this, Mm -hmm. I'm going to profess Christ as savior. I'm going to live Christ-like and I can't live Christ-like doing and saying the things that I was doing before I made this choice. That's right. That's right. You you gotta, Uh, you gotta have a line. In, in the sand um, where I'm not going to cross this. And so my wife and I actually had this conversation. Um, I feel like early on, because uh, I'm still like up and coming, but I think you need to have that conversation ahead of time. 
So mm-hmm. that when, because it's going to come, the opportunities are going to come. And it was like, okay, I got this role for you. For example, I got this role, but I'm going to need you to cuss. I'm going to need you to do this, do this. I'm right. like, mm. well, I don't think that's the role for me. Like, right, if, right. If, like, if you want me, like you got to write it so that I can, I can be me. You know, um, without and I know there's some believers out there that hey they cuss and that's not their conviction. I understand, right? But that's that's not my, you right. know. And, yeah. And again, I don't. I'm. I have two little boys. I say little. My son is almost as tall as me, but in my eyes, in my you know. And I'm like, I can't. What kind of example am I setting uh-huh. for them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it's it's bigger than than any of that other stuff is bigger than celebrity is bigger than the status. It's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to be a good example of what a, a, a good godly man looks like. And if I, if I do that, and this is just, again, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody else. It's just me. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want to be the one to say, Hey, yes, I'm a believer. Um, I know I did this movie or I know I did this, but that's work. That's just right, my right, job. Right. I'm like, mm, <laughs> I don't, I don't, you know, right, right. I'm, wow. I'm on stage cutting up and I'm, I'm, you know, no, no. Like, because, I, because, yeah, because that's, that's the justification every time. That's work. That's work. That's acting. That's this, that's that. Because I even had some comedians who, who said, well, can't you, be chocolate on stage and be Shanita off stage. And I'm, I'm like, look, if chocolate going to hell, Shanita is too. <laughs> right. So yeah, no, yeah. it don't work like that. You know? So you'd be like, Oh no, God, that was, uh, that was chocolate that did that. Huh? <laughs> you'd be like, no God, that was chocolate. That right. Did that. Exactly. That was-, <laughs> that, look, I, that was chocolate. That was alter ego. No God, like really, really look, don't mock me. Don't right. mock me. <laughs> right. I think so. when you put it in those kind of terms, I mean, it really yeah. drives the point home. It's like, look, it, it, when it comes to God, it, 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 does that even make sense? Does that whole water, like you're going to say, you know, I know I was supposed to live for you, and which yeah. I did, except for when I had to go to work. Right. And then I just cut up and, and act like I don't know you. Right. Like, I, I've, I've heard a comedian say that one time before. It's like, look, yeah, I love the Lord. <laughs> That being said, uh, you know, the next couple, you know, it's going to seem like I don't. I'm like, well, why? Why are we doing that? Like, the question is, like, why are you doing that then? If that's who if that's not who you are, you know, what I mean, like and I think there's a way it may take some more work, um, but there's a way for you to to reach people, um, be funny, be humorous um, and and not be offensive. Like, that's my personal belief. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is. God has made a way. Um, um, you know, he he's perfect in all his ways. And so, you know, when we when we represent him, a lot of us confess Christ, but we don't possess Christ. Mm. I've been there. I've been that enemy of the cross. I was that person going around talking about I was saved and still doing what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I read somewhere where, you you know, how do you call him Lord? But he's not Lord of everything, mm. you know, he's not Lord over your life. And and you break away from him when you want to go do what you want to do. Um, and it just comes down to a flesh thing. We justify our flesh. We make excuses for everything we don't want to stop doing in our flesh, whether 
it brings us a lot of money, whether it brings us a lot of joy, whether it brings us a lot of pleasure. We, we justify our flesh because we don't want to let it go. Mm. I've heard comedians say there's no such thing as curse words. Mm, okay. So uh, when the Bible talks about profane babbling, mm. what is profanity? But you want to say there's no such thing as cuss words because you don't want to stop cussing because you know that makes you money. Mm-hmm. You know, I had signature, <laughs> I had signature phrases on stage that people be like, say trifling bastard. And I'm like, mm. don't talk like that no more. <laughs> you know, I bombed a lot. Uh, wow. I came out because people came to see me expecting to hear one thing. And and that was no longer me. And I I, I see myself bombing. You know, I, I know I'm <laughs> I'm dropping a stud missile, uh, <laughs> but I, I can't I can't conform. I made this choice and I'm going to stick with it. And I'm just going to have to take the L tonight. So talk, talk to us real quick about that. How do you deal? Every comic has that experience when you when you bomb now yours might have been slightly different because he's like, okay, now I'm, I'm changing like this material worked, but I'm changing the way I do it uh, because of my conviction. And now I'm experiencing it. Was that a different kind of bomb? You know what I mean? Oh, like, it's definitely a, that's definitely a different kind of bomb. This is a bombing with purpose. Right, right. <laughs> this is a different kind of bomb. I, you know, it, it hurts. It hurts nonetheless. Listen, it hurts. Uh, it hurt. It hurt bad. Um, but bombing because you're just not funny that night, whatever the reason was, you know, when I when it wasn't because of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> listen, when you bomb, don't be discouraged. It hurts. It and, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to hurt. That bombing is teaching you something. Mm-hmm. Now, if you bombing back to back to back. That's just not. That's not. So you need to change your calling. (laughs) This ain't your calling. Uh, If you're bombing more than you're having good shows, this ain't your calling. Right. Um, But if you're bombing every now and again, it's going to teach you a lot. There, there's a, you know, there's a method in the madness. This is, you know, it, 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 it helps. It's not all bad. Um. Uh. So you take it for what it is and you learn from it and you move forward. Um, The bombing, because my show had changed and people were coming. Of course, it was different because I was standing my ground, you know. Uh Uh, And there were people who were cheering me on. Some people who knew that I had giving my life to Christ where, you know, you may have three people in the audience, amen, amen, you know. <laughs> and so, but then you got these, a table full of chicks like, okay, yeah, you're not funny, blah, blah, blah. You know, <laughs> you're like, okay, I'll take that. And so, you know, it, it hurts nonetheless. It's funny because I remember every time it would happen, uh, there was this one gospel song by Mary Mary, um, uh, I Just Can't Give Up Now. Mm-hmm. And I would go back to my room and just play that in my in my uh, headphones and just cry. You know, I knew that I had to get past this. I knew I had to write jokes that reflected who 
uh, I was now. And it mm-hmm. took a lot. And I had to cut out a lot of jokes. I had to drop a lot of jokes immediately. Mm. Uh, and some of my funniest stuff. And so, yeah. Yeah, because it takes time uh, to to get a joke mm-hmm. to a point where it's like, oh, this is consistently funny. Yeah. And then for you to have to be like, OK, I got to stop that immediately because that's not who I am anymore. Right. That's that's huge. I want you to encourage people real quick, though, because, you know, we're talking about the the, 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 the storm in the middle. But to talk about how God has blessed you since making that decision and, and making that transition and, and how um, your life has been impacted and how you've impacted other people's lives. Well, you know, um, I want to. Uh, I want to first. Be honest about the fact that you coming to Christ may not be a bed of roses in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, any, any every Christian has a target on their back. And depending on how hard you're going to go for God, (laughs) the enemy is really going to come for you. Um, And the Bible talks about counting up the cost Mm -hmm. of discipleship, you know. Um, And so I knew that it was going to cost me. I knew that uh, I would lose a lot of work. Um, I didn't know that it was going to cost me as much as it cost me. You know, I didn't know the enemy would come for me the way that he did. Um, I would like to think I'm a radical Christian. I think I was more radical then than I am now. Um, I'm still radical. I'm just I'm just I just I'm just wiser. I'm wiser. Mm. Um, But when you are going to walk this walk and people will tell you uh, you'll hear Preachers say, you know, if you just come to Christ, everything. No, sometimes things get worse. Mm. No, I lost my house. I lost a car. Um, my income went down tremendously. And truthfully, um, doing Christian comedy has never, uh, the money has never measured up mm-hmm. to what I was making in the world. Um, but the benefits, the peace, the mm-hmm. joy has superseded anything that has ever even come close, um, you know, to, to blessing me. God has, God has truly blessed and kept me. And like I said, there's purpose and there's purpose in what I do now. And I do it. uh, You know, it's, it's funny because I used to, um, I used to be so nervous before going on stage. And then when I got saved, God revealed to me, okay, it's not about you anymore. Cause when you, Mm. when you're doing, um, when you're in the world, it's about you. You're trying to prove how great you are. You're trying to prove to everybody. This is why I'm a headliner. This is why you come to see me. This is why my name is up in lights. Well, when you come to Christ, you have a gift that you're using to bring glory to him. Mm-hmm. It's no longer about you. Right. And so my life has been impacted in, in a way where, man, let me tell you something. First of all, peace is priceless. And Come as on. much as I was making in the world, I did not have peace. Yeah. Biggie said it, uh, more money, more problems. 
pieces, pieces. You can't buy. Yeah. You can't buy because sometimes when you when you're when you're there at that level, like and, the, and this is another church cliche, but like different levels, different devils. So devils. Like, yeah. You got to understand, even when you when you're. It, it, it's 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 a it's a measuring act, you know. Like mm-hmm. you said, like you got to count the cost because um, the stage that he puts you on is is to bring recognition to him and to mm-hmm. to to make his name great. Mm-hmm. And the shift in focus is important because then mm-hmm. the pressure's off of you. Like it's right. not about it's not about me getting on this stage. It's mm-hmm. about God putting me on this stage. Right. And then I'm like, well, God, why'd you put me on this stage? Because mm-hmm. I might need to tell somebody. Uh, a message of hope in the midst mm-hmm. of me telling jokes and us laughing. Right. And I've experienced that before that when you get people laughing, it loosens them up and then right. you can give them that message and they be right. like, Ooh, they it receive it so better. Yeah. yeah. You use it as a conduit to minister. Mm-hmm. And man, it, it's, it's a blessing the way he turned, you know, cause, cause when I first gave my life to Christ, I was actually going to quit doing comedy. Cause I'm mm. like, well, I, I don't know how to, not be dirty mm-hmm. or, you know, I don't know nothing about no Christian comedy. I don't I, you know, so I can't, but Holy Spirit just changed everything. And it, and it was a process and, and it was like, God was speaking to me and said, okay, this, got, this gotta go. And that's gotta go. And I'm like, that's not even a dirty joke. Why that's gotta go, you know? <laughs> and then he will reveal to me because you're, you're, uh, bashing somebody's name you're you're mm. calling your name out you're talking and and you're ridiculing this person and mm. it's funny but it's not me mm. Mm. so a That's lot of good. stuff I, I had to let go of that I, but he would bless me with another joke you know i'm seeing stuff in church that because i i didn't grow up in church you know mm. i wasn't that uh person i wanted to go to church as a child but, you know, I come up in a home where my mother was a heroin addict and, you know, um, she had all these kids and, you know, so uh, we just didn't we didn't go to church. And so I didn't have that. And so now I'm a grown woman. I'm in church every Sunday and I'm seeing stuff and I'm like, OK, that's that's comical. You know, <laughs> I know that's the way y'all do it. But why? <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. 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 So and I, I begin to write about stuff. And, you know, uh, most of the things that I talk about, a lot of things that I talk about in my comedy are things that are my little my pet peeves, things that bother me. If I if I'm talking about bad breath, listen, bad breath <laughs> is one of my biggest pet peeves. You know, if you got halitosis, you can't help it. That's that's on. You. Right. I mean, right. you know, I understand that. But for you to just have bad breath because you ain't brush your teeth. Or you ate something, take, put a mint in your mouth. Come you on. know, especially yeah. in church, especially in the churches especially. where they say, "Turn to your neighbor." Lord. Come on, <laughs> come on, somebody! I'm like, I don't want to turn to my neighbor. <laughs> Look, you you hindering people's praise. Yeah, because your breath is tore up. They trying to hold a breath, and and the pastor thinking they just mean and don't want to praise. You don't know what I'm going through in these pews, right. pastor. Right. So now you just fell out and they think it's the Holy Spirit, but you, it's because you're holding your breath. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it does not, it, it takes nothing but a small mint, you know, and every church needs a mint ministry. Yeah. Hey, every amen. Church. Amen. Amen. I think the earth should, should, uh, should walk around with those things right. and, and mints. <laughs> they should. <laughs> 
Right. Because they always got the fan. I'm like, I don't need the fan, but I need a mint for my partner right here. Right. My pew, exactly. my pew partner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah. Right. When I, so now I just I talk about things that um, you know just that, that are pet peeves to me. Um, and uh, and well, you know, some other things too. But some of the things in the church that I'm like, okay, really. Yeah. yeah, that turn to your neighbor, to, turn to your neighbor and say, I'm like, OK, pastor, seriously, you done did that 10 times in two minutes. You didn't study. <laughs> Come on. look, I, You I, didn't study. And look, I don't want to get in no trouble, but the preachers they be like, help me preach this thing. I'm like, no, you preach this thing. Like, I <laughs> listen, I, I, that's what I say. Listen, God, I came here to get a word. God gave it to you. You supposed to give it to me. I'm not helping you preach nothing. You ain't sharing them ties. <laughs> Come on. We're, look, right there. Okay, we're going to leave it alone. We're going we're right. to leave it alone. We don't want to give away the material. Y'all, look, if y'all want to hear these jokes, y'all got to go see her. Please tell people where they can find you next. How, how's the, What's the easiest way for them to follow you and to yeah, find you where you're going to be? On, um, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook at I'm Still Chocolate um, or Shanita Morris under my name. Um, and yeah, just just look for me. I'm still out here uh, doing comedy. I also am a real estate agent. Uh, so during the pandemic, I picked up another, you know, I, like you I go. said, I've been doing comedy over 30 years. I can do that with my eyes closed. Right. So, you know, um, I'm also doing real estate now with Remax uh, here in the Raleigh Triangle area. So, yeah, look look for me if you are in the market to buy or sell or, you know, somebody that is. Um, I'm really enjoying that because, you know, I haven't uh, I haven't done anything other than comedy that I love. And I'm Mm. loving this. And that's when I realized, okay, yeah. Uh, this is something you're going to stick with because I remember doing comedy and how I fell in love with it and I had to do it. You know, mm-hmm. I just, nothing could keep me from doing it. And uh, I found that same passion when I got into real estate. And so I'm doing uh, that. And I also have a book out called Gracefully Broken, uh, Wonderfully Restored. Um, and you can find that on Amazon. I'm also building a uh, website, a new website. So um, you can check me out on that um, soon. And I'll put that up on my on my social media. All right. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So I have a we usually close out with this uh, segment that I like to call uh, tell me something good because there's so much negativity in the world, specifically in this entertainment business. So mm-hmm. what advice do you have for any an up-and-coming comic? Uh, Shanita, can you tell me something good? If this is your gift, if God has gifted you to be here um, to make people laugh, to bring joy to the earth, um, I would say be your authentic self, um, you know, and and just this, if if you're trying to figure out which way you want to go, as I said earlier, um, you have to decide who it is that you're trying to please. If God is utterly important to you, then show it. You know, if you're on the fence about things, then it's going to show. You know, mm-hmm. I am unapologetically a Christian comedian. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, people say, well, why, why put the Christian on there? Because that will limit 
um, what you do. Well, God is not the author of confusion. And when you go, everything has a label to keep the confusion down. You don't want to be looking for some cereal and you want Raisin Bran and you get Captain Crunch because the boxes weren't labeled. Mm. And so people need to know what they're getting when they get me because I'm going to preach Jesus. Come on. So I don't want you to bring me to your bar mitzvah or, <laughs> you know, or, you know, bring me to the mosque expecting, um, you know, uh, that kind of comedy. Uh, and I'm, I'm lifting up the name of Jesus and now you're offended, you mm. know. Um, but if you bring me knowing that this is what I do. Right. And you're offended, then that's on you because I, I'm not hiding anything. And if it if it takes away from the work that I do, then so be it. It's a sacrifice that I make. I'm a I'm, I'm a living sacrifice so that I might be pleasing to my father. Amen. And that's all I can say. Amen. <laughs> and the church so, yeah. said. Amen. Amen. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this episode. Thanks again, Shanita Morris, for joining us today. Uh, as always, thanks for listening to Clean Comedy Matters. If you enjoyed our show, please rate and review us on all podcast platforms and be sure to come back next time for another down and dirty conversation about the business of working clean. Until then, I am P.T. Bratton. And don't forget, Clean Comedy Matters because comedy doesn't have to be foul to be funny. All right. Peace. This podcast was created by P.T. Bratton. It was produced and recorded by Clean Comedy Connection and edited by Drew Jordan. Clean Comedy Matters is a product of Brat Pack Media.